Welcome to our episode of I Hate These Chairs. They, they, I slide down. I love this chair. I always feel like I'm like, oh, that's my favorite part about this. Is, a this, good is, thing. this is oh. the part. This is it right here. Here's our B-roll. This is it. <laughs> this is the best thing about this chair. So welcome it's to one the... of the few that you can sleep in. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Camp Chair Review. Um, actually, this is the Blue Ridge uh, Bonfire. I always want to say broadcast. Uh that's pretty good, You're right? Welcome to Flub It a few times. Yeah, yeah. If you think it should be called the broadcast, let us know in the comments. Sponsored by Blue Ridge Overland Gear, uh, the Irreverent Overlanding Podcast is our <laughs> sub subtitle. Irreverent. So, uh, yeah, CT had an excellent idea. We're going to talk about overlanding origin stories, like how we got into overlanding. Uh, and since it was his idea, I vote. That he is the one that leads it off. first. Oh, gosh. Nose good. <laughs> okay. We have very I strict got nose. into overlanding by working for Matt. I had a couple of three siblings working for Matt. Um, but none of them work here anymore. It's just me. But Way to go. Last one on the island. Yes. Technically, there's been like five or six. Oh, yeah. Because my older my older sister babysat with Yeah, she nannied, she nannied for us uh, for a couple both of years. Both my dad and my older other older brother did construction for you for on a certain project. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, all of them have worked for me except your oldest sister. Wow. That's and there's crazy. seven of them. So, I mean, yeah. like, yes, CT's one of seven. Uh, no, but he needed a video person. And so they're like, oh, talk to my brother. So I met with Matt. Um, and that whole thing was talking to him was really cool. And I just started out one day a week working for him. But then later, uh, later on, you introduced me to Jason Speck with Mountain State Overland. Yeah. And so I then started going on some video trips with him, helping him shoot for the YouTube series and some guided trips and stuff like that. So that was my introduction. I haven't really built a rig myself, but I've gotten to, you know, go, I go out to all the events and, and been on a, been on a lot of trips for sure. Yeah. My, I mean, he's got a Forester on 37, so that's pretty, right, right. I mean, <laughs> hardly it's 37 centimeters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy getting out. It's it's a good time. It takes me a little while to like I go through the like uh, technology withdrawal. It takes me like after but after like three days of being in the woods, then I like actually I'm enjoying the woods for what the woods are. That and, is uh, that is legit withdrawal. So I thought you'd be like oh, first yeah. half hour. Oh, yeah. right? like, I, I'm like first oh, twenty minutes. My YouTube videos. Like where's my YouTube? Where's my? You know, yeah. I want to play games online. Like you know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I never played a game online. <laughs> so I don't. It's about the friends. Yeah. No. 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 I, I get it. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not anti playing games <laughs> online. I just have never done it. I don't. Uh, but I don't play a lot of games. Period. So. Uh, <laughs> valid point occasionally yes. some card games but short of that i don't uh, so what about you matt how did you uh, get into like overlanding i don't know uh i mean uh, we you know we had crawlers or uh, you know the kids were really young or non-existent we had you know sort of trailer queen stuff that we put in the woods a lot um so we started with that and uh crashing around with them and uh, from there, we kind of started building equipment uh, based on sort of those trips and what we needed. And that's why tool storage started pretty early for us because mm. I broke a lot of stuff. Therefore, I needed a lot of tools and I needed to be able to find those tools. And that whole cycled into, oh, my gosh, I need to build kits for my tools and I need to build bags for my tools and I need to not have my tools fly across the truck. So I need a way to trap them someplace. And, and that's... I guess kind of how that developed. And then as the kids got older, you know, that kind of 
um morphed into camping out of the vehicle yeah because it's not you know it's less was less fun for them they you know you 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 know roll up to something stupid and and they'd be like well i don't need to flop this with the kids in here so I, you know my my lovely wife god bless her she would get out and like carry them up you know hills and stuff and drag them through the woods and and then i would you know break things and would have to get towed out or whatever it was it was just always a and so at this point at which that becomes less fun so um by the time the third one came along it was like okay what you know we need to make this more enjoyable for them and uh and i didn't need to keep breaking stuff like there's a there's a point at which i just you know you just keep building and building and building and dumber and get dumber and dumber and dumber and and i so anyway so we started building you know we started you know looking at more more travel incorporated with the off-roading stuff uh and you know landed you've on tried a lot of different vehicles you've had i've seen i like i like all of them i do there isn't i'm not a brand specific guy i've i've had i don't even know how many cherokees like like stupid numbers like in the 20s uh I've had a lot of Jeeps over the years. Um, I still have a CJ7 out back here that we're gonna uh, resurrect hopefully this winter. Of uh, it's, I've got everything together and it's running and it's got a new clutch and it's 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 on the on the verge of uh, on coming the verge back of to life. Yeah, coming back to life. I don't know that I'm gonna do anything stupid with it, but it'll be a fun uh, kind of puttering around truck. And I've I've had a number of 80 series and 100 series and. A van, uh, had Sprinter van. I sold last year. Uh, now I have a Suburban. Uh, but, but when I pick vehicles, it's strictly about uh, what the utility is at that time in my life, right? Like what? So I basically, when I start thinking, yeah, I might want something else. I come up with this checklist of things I need it to do, and then I go, okay, I need to narrow it down to what vehicles can can check the majority of these boxes. So the way I landed on the Suburban. Um, cause I was thinking, uh, you know, excursion and some other things, uh, you know, I wanted something that would haul pretty close to 10,000 would pull a trailer weighs about 10,000 we farm. So, you know, I need to be able to haul sheep and I need to be able to move equipment and the equipment that I move the most is, you know, totals in at about seven, 8,000. So between that and the trailer, I landed about 10. So I wanted something that would sort of in that over 9,000 category, I needed something that would haul. Uh, there's there's five of us and occasionally there's a friend or two or one's at home or whatever so i want to be able to transport six uh six people so that kind of limits you um you know i want to be able to haul all the gear i normally haul which takes up a lot of space because you know and and based on the what the kids are doing you know because the kids get older like everything changes right it's not at least for me everything changes because it's not you know when they're five their activity is completely different than when they're 15 or 16. You know, I mean, currently, uh, you know, currently Laurel is my oldest daughter is who's 19 now, uh, is, you know, a really highly ranked nationally, highly ranked, uh, long range rifle shooter, which means we go to rifle matches all over the, all over the country. We camp at, we camp at ranges in the middle of no place because long range rifle matches are not held at, in highly uh, populated spaces no well, they're in the middle of no place with no you know with you know there's no hookup for your stuff or whatever you know so it's like uh so anyway when she got more and more serious about that and more and more competitive and uh we started 
you know, we started kind of kitting vehicles so that we could manage that and we could manage some travel with it. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up landing on the Suburban. I don't know if this is an origin story of we were, we were talking about, mm. but that's that's sort of how I've got to where I am as, a, as yeah. the kids have, like I said, gotten into other stuff. My youngest one likes to ride ride horses quite a bit. Uh, she likes to she likes to team rope and breakaway rope a little bit. So it's like, well, we need to be able to move horses and saddles and all that crap stuff. How did you get into sorry. it originally? Was it like a did you do it with your parents or something? No, I mean I always camped. I, I was a terrible oh. Boy Scout. I tried that for a while. I'm a really bad Boy Scout. I, I'm really good at being. I'm really good at having everything I need, and I really liked being in the woods. I was just really bad at merit badges. Yeah. Like and you know it's like Same. it's the, it's the structured like right. It was I was just no I can just good do at this it. on my own and not go to meetings. Right. <laughs> if if we could admit this once a month or once a week or what I don't even know how often meetings. If we could admit that and just camp every month like i was i was yeah. good to go but it was this all this other stuff that and you know to get rank you had to do merit badges like i'm you know i'm basically illiterate so like <laughs> doing merit badges like i would have this book i'd be looking at it, i'm like there's words in there and they say stuff and i have no idea what they say and this is this is a complete train wreck and i'm not enjoying any of it and i so let's go to the woods yeah <laughs> well i don't know it's just yeah no I had the same thought. Like, I, I I grew up in the woods. Like, yeah. Wait, I have to go to a meeting to learn how to like tromp around in the woods and look at bugs. Well, and then you know, I could just do that and not go. Well, and then it's like you know, you could only have a knife so big. So, and I'm like, I, I never even thought about how big. Well, I don't know. It's just it's it's not. A, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that like, oh, you can't have a knife unless you go through this tree. And I'm like, and that's probably smart. I'm sure. I'm sure it's smart. But it just wasn't the way I grew. You know, I grew up as yeah. a farm kid, and. You know, my family had a dairy farm and like, you know, I don't know. It was just stuff that was normal life for us. Yeah. Apparently wasn't normal life for everybody. Going back I, to normal is a different definition for everybody. Right. Yeah. About that right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oh, your, crap, your, yeah. your definition of normal becomes, you know, is is interesting. My my average day week is, you know, is different than a lot of people's. Yeah. What about you, right? So, yeah, kind of piggyback off what Matt said, like we camp growing up. Uh, usually for us, we were either camping at like a, a state or national park yeah. or on, on a that. friend's property. Yeah. We lived just a, like a half mile from the river. So we would go down and camp mm -hmm. in the river bottoms uh, and some backpacking. Um, but then I think probably for me, I was just thinking like the, the first like off-roading overlandy trips I was doing, which if you've listened to the previous episode, uh, you won't be surprised. Was probably around like fly fishing, like going into more like backcountry places yeah. in like North Georgia, where you would drive out for you know a couple hours and then set up camp and fish a section of stream for a weekend. Uh, but then I guess like when it was when it became overlanding, like when that was the word that I was using to describe it, uh, I was riding for a uh, sadly long defunct website called the New Artemis um, Gear Review type website back in the day, and it was uh um. Mountain State Overland's very first season. I want to say like episode yeah. two or three. Uh, somehow found them on Twitter, realized we were relatively close by and was like, hey, I'd like to join you guys on one of your trips and ride it up for the new Artemis. And uh, yeah, we were, in all honesty, not that far from here. Like uh, we were in Southern West, or, yeah, Southern West Virginia around like Walker Mountain and stuff. And yeah, did that. And then like, then started riding for outdoor by four went on about one mso trip a year uh for the first several years of that and that's how rick and i met yeah on an mso trip 
In yeah, was that New Hampshire? New or... Hampshire, Vermont, something like that. Uh, oh, no, no. We met at Overland Expo well, Taylor okay. Ranch. Okay. We got to know each other when we drove to right, right, New right. Hampshire together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 15 hours <laughs> in an 80 series. <laughs> right. At 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Interesting little tidbit. At that point, Matt's 80 had two types of air conditioning. It would only work <laughs> if it was on wide open. <laughs> And it wasn't quite lit enough in the summer where you could bear to drive with the AC on wide open. So for 15 hours up and back, this was what you experienced. Holy crap, it's hot in here. <laughs> okay, turn it off, turn it off. I, so, I, you know, so I I don't... I'm glad you remember stuff. Because I, I... My memory must be broken. Because I don't remember anything that, like... Anything that goes sideways or is bad, like I just it completely blanks out of my I, life. I think that's the storyteller in me, though. Is like, that it? Uh, yeah, because yeah. I, mean, I don't. Because I mean, that's such a like literally like we would be you know having a great conversation and then one of us would be like, oh, I can't take it anymore. You'd slap that thing all the way to the right, and you know ice crystals would shoot out. <laughs> and then ten minutes later, we're in our t-shirts and shorts, like shivering, like okay, okay, I think that's enough. <laughs> I I think that I've never heard it thought of it that way, but yeah, like I will remember things from trips because while it was happening, I'm I'm thinking about how I'm gonna retell this story later. Uh, yeah, I don't, I you know, I you know that you know, I was thinking, you know, you were talking about what how I got started. You know, I raced dog sled for a number of years, uh, mid distance dog sled for a number of years, and like, uh, early in my life, thirty years ago now. But you know, I mean, like disappearing into the woods up north, uh was one of my favorite things to do. Like literally I would pack up at, you know, I eat Thanksgiving dinner, load my dogs up, go to the UP, Wisconsin, Minnesota, whatever, and just, you know, bum around for, yeah. and live out of the, live out of the truck with way too many dogs, probably eight or 12 or depending on the year and, and, uh, run some races and stay on guys' couches or, yeah. uh, and I did that for a long time. Uh, but yeah, no. Again, I forget. I remember being drugged really bad a few times. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember. I can remember rolling across the field one time. So I will tell a story because I do. But the really bad things I do remember. The adrenaline that the, has right, a good way right, of like right, driving right, it. Right. So I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling across this field and off in the distance I hear oh shit, right? And I'm like huh, and I'm it's it's a beautiful day. It's like 20 degrees. The dogs are hammering along. It's like maybe a 40 or 60 mile race. So it's, you know, it's a, it's just a one day, a one day race. It was really early in the season. And I had, you know, I grew up in, in Northeast Ohio. Um, so I didn't get a ton of sled time early in the year and, and way up in like the Keweenaw Peninsula in Michigan, they have snow early in the year. So this is like one of my first, you know, first, first outings on snow at that point, I were on a cart anyway. So, I'm, and all of a sudden, you know, five minutes later because you start staggered right you start a couple minutes everybody starts a couple minutes apart okay. um and all of a sudden i hear oh shit in the in the background and i'm like what the? i'm looking around nothing i see a guy going through the woods and then i you know a few minutes later i hear oh shit and i'm like nothing and then i see a, a guy heading through the woods and i'm i'm looking and the next thing i know i'm screaming oh shit and i fell off of like a four foot drop <laughs> Like yeah. nosedives, like my dogs disappeared. That's when the oh shit was said because I'm like watching the dogs, watching the dog. All of a sudden they were gone. They're not that far in front of you, right? I mean, yeah. like, like me to you in front of like, and all of a sudden they disappear and I like whoosh, nosedive over this thing, over this creek bank into a right-hand turn. Well, the dogs make the jump in the right-hand turn. I do not. <laughs> so, and the, the key to the key to sled dogs is you don't ever let go, right? Because what their job is, is to run. So if you let go, 
they leave, right? They continue to run. Uh, and if yeah. there's any form of trail, they will keep running that trail until they get stu- stuck, hung up, whatever, right? Which is not good to watch your sled and your gear go running. I've seen that happen too, where I've just gone, oh my God, there he goes, oh my shit. And my dog's running after them. Does it. It's no good because you can't keep up with them, right? No. So anyway, so I'm, so I, you know, I hooked my arm in the, in the, in the sled, in the sled handle and I'm straight being drugged. I mean, just, and the, the more I'm trying to tell them to stop, the more excited they get, the faster they go. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting drug along. And the next thing I know, I see a snow hook, which is this giant claw thing, right? This, this claw thing that as you put it in the ground, as you kind of ram it into the snow, it digs itself in. So I've, I all of a sudden I see my snow hook bouncing out in front of me, which is this aluminum claw. And I'm, I'm like hooked onto the sled and I reach out and I grab the claw and I just ram it into the ground beside me. I ram it one. I ram it straight through a jacket, which was sort of entertaining. Uh, rammed it through the jacket where my arm was and then sat on it, like just laid up on top of it to try to get the dogs anchored. Well, it hooked and it stopped. I of course did not because I was still moving dog sled, all of that stopped really well. I smashed into the flipping sled. I like literally laid there for like, I don't know, it seemed like forever, like just checking all my parts. Like <laughs> fingers are moving, lay on the hook, lay on the hook. Dogs aren't tangled, sled's still here. I didn't yard sale the gear. Okay, 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 let's let's try to stand up. Oh, look at that. My legs work. Oh my God, I can see now. This is great. Wipe the snow off my face. I'm like, finally get it up and ended up finishing that race but i've never been i don't know how far i was drugged but it was bad 